Bum, 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 bum. Chapter two, The Vanishing Glass. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the next episode of Potter Watch. I'm Alex. And I'm Molly. And, and this, this is Potter Watch. I guess that you all are tuning in because you figured out our password yes. from the last episode. That's the only way you could be listening. Um, so if you haven't guessed it or you didn't figure it out, it was indeed 37 presents, which Alex and I both thought it was 36 originally. Which is embarrassing. I think it's because of the movie with that big last year, last year I got 37 line. But Dudley also thought he got 36. 36? He said, looking up at his mother and father. That's two less than last year. Darling, you haven't counted Auntie Marge's present. See, it's under this big one for Mummy and Daddy. All right, 37 then, said Dudley, going red in the face. Also, just side note about this chapter. If any of you guys have the book open at home, the little picture of Dudley at the front of the chapter, surrounded by all of his presents, is a treat. <laughs> it he's such a he has like little rosed ch- chunky cheeks and freckles on top of those rosy cheeks, and the most horrifying middle part I've ever seen. Anyway, okay, so chapter two. So a real quick summary of this chapter. Um. Harry, it was Dudley's birthday, and they're going to the zoo, and Harry gets to go for the first time ever, and some things unfold while they're there. Harry shows a little bit of magic, even though he doesn't know what that is. what that is. Um, it's a fairly short chapter, so it'll be a pretty short discussion. Chapter two, what were your overall thoughts about this short chapter? I like the insight to Harry mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it gives us a good idea of who Harry is, especially in the beginning, um, and just kind of sees his dynamic with the Dursleys, and it kind of makes you appreciate his life in the wizarding world, knowing his life with the Dursleys. Yeah, it's so sad just looking back on it. And I think I didn't appreciate when I was younger how sad it was. Like, it's kind of, like, funny, like, oh, oh ha, 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 like, they're... He they, lives in a cupboard. Yeah, like, or it's, like, sort of magical. I think when you're little, I don't know, for some reason, I was, like, romanticized the cupboard. I was, like, I want my own little cupboard, like, Harry. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's so sad, and I, I have it, um, we'll talk about it later, but all of this chapter really shows you, like... He has no friends in school. Like, Dudley says he has no friends. He's not loved by his family. He's literally never known love before, which I think is so interesting because he's such a caring person, which is just something he's born with, which, you know, we've discussed, we think, comes from Lily, definitely. I was actually going to talk about this at the end because it comes up more at the end, but because you brought it up, I, I thought the same thing, that it's interesting that he grew up so miserable. And actually, I'll play a quote. He'd lived with the Dursleys almost ten years. Ten miserable years, as long as he could remember, ever since he'd been a baby and his parents had died in that car crash. 
He couldn't remember his parents at all. His aunt and uncle never spoke about them, and of course he was forbidden to ask questions. There were no photographs of them in the house. When he had been younger, Harry had dreamed and dreamed of some unknown relation coming to take him away, but it had never happened. The Dursleys were his only family. At school, Harry had no one. Everybody knew that Dudley's gang hated that odd Harry Potter in his baggy old clothes and broken glasses, and nobody liked to disagree with Dudley's gang. Yeah, so I, I cut a little bit out in the middle there, but it just shows you how sad his life is. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, it's like one, like, I honestly don't know if he could be as compassionate as he is, like, at the beginning. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense. He should have, he shouldn't have turned out as well as he did. Like, honestly, like, boy had some mad imagination skills. I don't know, but he's literally never, like, a nice word has not been said to this person. It's, I, yeah, he... He should be socially awkward. He, he should be, like, aggressive. Yeah. Like, all the psychology points to that. I kind of half thought, like, did Dumbledore, like, put a spell on him to protect him when he left him there? Because that also brings up, like, Dumbledore. What if he hadn't turned his, out as well as you had hoped he would? Dumbledore, I have it on account of, uh, this is my second Dumbledore child neglect. You didn't check up. You weren't like, let me, let me just see what his life is like. And maybe you did check up, Dumbledore. Maybe. I mean, he has Mrs. Fig. But, like, yeah, he has Mrs. Fig. But um, we couldn't send the Dursleys. Like, he does, like, later, like, Sirius threatens the Dursleys. Like, we couldn't hey. have one conversation that was like, hey, buddy, can he no longer live in a cupboard? Hey, right. can we feed him three square meals a day? Maybe. Yeah. Um, definitely. It's I also think... really sad when they go to the zoo and he's so happy to get, like, because the Dursleys know pop. they're abusive. So when other people are around, they're like, uh, sure, you can have a lemon pop. And he's like, this is the best day of my life. And I'm like, Harry, this is sad for you. I also don't, I don't know if you're familiar, I'm sure you are, with the fan theory that this is all happening inside of his head. The whole story of Harry Potter. I hate that. And fan I theory. hate it because I don't want to believe that for a second. It's also clearly not that, though. It's just like the magical world in itself. And also now that we have other. Exactly. I know it's not. Other things. He, like Fantastic Beasts isn't happening in Harry's head. Like the line where he says, like, um,. Sometimes I think that there's like a met, like a not he doesn't think magical, like people are gonna take me away from here. Yeah. And that is like so sad. And then, of course, the, one of my favorite lines of the whole series, Dumbledore says at the end, just because it's happening inside your head, Harry, doesn't Do mean that it doesn't, it's, it's not, not real. real. Um, so I, people use that line to defend the fan theory that the whole idea of Harry Potter is happening inside of his head. And I completely disagree because it's so depressing to think that that's actually true. And I just don't believe it. I just don't. <laughs> also, they're kicking Harry out as soon as he turns 17. So I don't yeah. know what's happening to him if this is yeah. all happening in his head. He's not doing anything. But also, Harry has a really good memory for, like, remembering, like, green light from the alleged car crash. But I also... I mean, I know it's traumatic. It's traumatic. And he also, like, what else does he have to remember but think about his parents all day? I know, but if I tried... I can't even remember, like, before I was, like, five years old. Like, but, I don't... <laughs> but I feel like that's because we have such yeah, happiness to hold on to. Like, 
like, I don't, if I were him, I'd, like, be trying to hold on. <laughs> and I, I, he has, like, dreams and stuff, too. That... Yeah. It's also probably part of his magic. Yeah, I think you're right. And the horcrux inside of him. <laughs> but um, just to bring up fan fiction really quickly, since we're bringing up fan f- theories, um, I did read a fan fiction one time where Carrie, Harry's, <laughs> Carrie, Harry Potter, where Harry's love interest um, says to him, he's like, how did you... Who is his love interest in this? Uh, it is Draco Malfoy. <laughs> okay, just to be clear. <laughs> I was trying to avoid it. It does not diminish the validity of the fan fiction. Um, but um, Draco's like talking to him one day. And I, this is not the actual quote. I couldn't find it. I tried to find it. I couldn't. But it's, he says something, like, Draco offhandedly says something like, how did your heart grow so big, locked up in that cupboard? And I, in the time of reading it, was like, oh my god, beautiful. Because it's so true to Harry. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense, but we accept it. Um, So, you had a quote that you wanted to pick out, right? Yeah, it's about, because, um... I thought this chapter was so good because you had to introduce us to a um, grown-up Dudley and we had to get Harry's um, appearance description. And it's so well done because she does, like, the perfect writer thing where we get to know about his personality Mm -hmm. through... um, Here, I'll play the the clip, (laughs) Malls. He wore round glasses held together with a lot of scotch tape because of all the times Dudley had punched him on the nose. The only thing Harry liked about his own appearance was a very thin scar on his forehead that was shaped like a bolt of lightning. Yeah. Um, like I said, we get to know about the him and Dudley's relationship further True. with the broken glasses. But my favourite part about that quote is the end where his favorite part of his appearance is the scar on her, the scar on his forehead because it's such a foreshadow to he loves the one part about himself that's different. Right. He is obsessed with everything having to do with his parents. Like his later he gets obsessive about oh I look like James like I want to be like James exactly. would my dad do this and that's the only thing he knows is from his his parents. parents is the scar and I just think it's such a small detail but it's so good because he's like that's my favorite thing about myself and I think that there's a really interesting quote that tells you about Dudley and I'll just play that one please share Aunt Petunia often said that Dudley looked like a baby angel Harry often said that Dudley looked like a pig in a wig (laughs) my favorite part from this whole chapter is that line a pig and, and he's oh, so sassy he's Harry's so, so oh sassy oh my god my Harry my sassy Harry comes out <laughs> I love it I love it like a pig in um, a yes also like not trying to like a lot of JK Rowling gets a lot of hate for fat shaming a lot like she, like people claim that all of her main characters or her evil characters are fat and i don't think that's true well, Voldemort isn't yeah Voldemort isn't petunia isn't draco's, draco's not. not like it's, it's just dudley it's and... that family she describes as fat so much and i realized it Marge, when i was reading Vernon. like it's so much <laughs> description of being fat it's just like yeah whoa 
<laughs> I, I think it's funny. I think it's funny. And I also don't think it's meant to, because she I also has lovable. Shaming. Like, Hagrid's supposed to be overweight. Molly Weasley is supposed to be yeah. overweight. Because like, Malfoy refers to her as dumpy. Yeah. Like, it's just, she has lovable characters of all sizes, but um, <laughs> she's definitely very harsh with the Dursleys, understandably. Yeah. And I, um, I just like the early mentions of certain characters. Um, the two characters that... We most notably get in this chapter is Mrs. Fig, who we know comes back in the fifth one. And, and then, of course, cats. yeah. And then, of course, Aunt Marge. Um, we get a couple mentions from her um, in this chapter. You that know, you, he hates, you know, she hates him when they want a babysitter. Right. Is a big one. That's huge. And, like, she gets Dudley a huge present or gets him a present. Um, so I just think that I like that she must have had both of those characters in mind. Like, I think that she must have known Mrs. Fig was related yeah. to the magical world. Um, because I, I don't know. I just think why would they have that? No, I definitely think Miss Fig, you're, she had that set up. That was like a lovely setup at the beginning. And I also think that the, um, the Marge is a setup. Like that, I can't imagine that that line right. is just a throwaway. That she doesn't like she she hates him. I feel like when she was writing this, she was probably like, "Oh, we'll probably have a scene with them or something like yeah, that." Yeah, that relationship's um, so seen in the third book, which is such a great chapter. <laughs> such a great chapter. And re- I thought it was really funny in the movie too. Mm-hmm. They do it a good job. I like when the. Uh, <laughs> When they have, like, the cuckoo clock going, and then her button pops and, like, bangs yes, Dudley on I the head. Yes, I love it. I love it. Um, um, yes. Let's so. talk about the snake. Already? Wait, I have one more oh, thing sorry, before, before we get to the zoo. Um, Dudley is just such a little shit. All of his fake crying. I was like, that is get so over funny. Yourself. And also, Dudley is just... It could have been a situation where the parents hated him and Dudley, like, was spoiled but wasn't awful to Harry. Right. Like, they could have had a... I mentioned this in our Fantastic Beasts episode, but um, siblings that get along whose parents, like, obviously favor one over the other and they still could have been, like, we're in it together, but... Dudley's just or such a shit. Or it could have been shit. like they don't, they're not like alike, they don't get along, but he didn't have to be as abusive as his parents. Like it could be like a cassette Eponine sort of situation where right. they're not best of friends, but she's But look not at who he comes torturing from. Torturing. Look him. who he comes from. Uh, he's, uh, Dudley, Dudders. Ugh. Um, oh, wait, sorry, I've actually have a couple things before we actually get to this. No, the go zoo. ahead, go ahead. Um,. So the early mentions of magic just makes me question, like, how does it work? Because it seems random. And now that we know about, like, Obscurus in the Fantastic Beast world, because it, later on we hear that Neville was, like, bouncing, and that's how they knew he was magical. And even in the second book, Ron mentions how Fred turned his favorite teddy bear into a spider, and yeah. Fred must have been underage. So, like, how does that magic manifest? Because it seems random, and it doesn't seem like actual spells. I don't know. It just yeah, I think it's like the magic, like because you're you're a kid, so it it's just all comes, emotional. It emotional. It just comes out of you. It's like mm-hmm. growing in you as you grow, and I think that's a really interesting point because I wonder if um wand lore has become such a crutch, and that's why you need it. Like, I wonder if right. the first witches and wizards 
They um, must not have had wands. They didn't have wands. They like, probably just used them to become more powerful, like, so they could focus it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then wandless magic is such, like, a rarity. It's, like, uh, like you're very powerful if you could do wandless magic. So I just think those are really right. interesting. Yeah, I was actually talking to someone who's not really a Harry Potter fan, but I also saw Doctor Strange recently, which also deals with magic, but in a very different way. And they don't use any kind of wands. It's all coming from their hands in, like, um, different, like, realms almost. Like, they go into, like, the sp- like well, not spirit. I don't know. Um, but anyway, they use their hands, and this person I was talking to was kind of comparing it to Harry Potter. Like, yeah, it seems kind of – it always makes Harry Potter seem nerdy, and, like, Doctor Strange, it was – cool how they were able to do it with their hands and I was like uh, I never ever re- <laughs> but I I mean I never really thought of it like that because it is really cool to see magic come like from from you and I think that was a really interesting point how in a similar I think Dr. Strange and Fantastic Beasts have a couple of parallels um which they came out around the same time right. which is so funny um and just having exploring magic in different ways but um yeah, I just thought that was an interesting point how that one didn't need wands and yeah, just just a point. Yeah. I liked I liked this little I think it's also so cool like they magical children can't go to normal school. And right. like what about these muggle boards? Like I'm sure that magical kids can go to normal schools cuz muggle boards go to normal right. school. Right. And like how do they learn math or reading? J.K. Rowling has uh, said that they're homeschooled. Seems questionable. I don't know how any of them know how to write a paper. Exactly. Honestly. Like, I just don't see them getting homeschooled. Like, every parent has the ability to homeschool. Um, the only person I see homeschooling their children is Molly, Molly Weasley. Weasley. But a lot of parents, they work. Like, like is... Xenophilius Lovegood homeschooling. Definitely, though. Definitely. But his own brand. But, like, a very strange... Narcissa Malfoy or Lucy's sitting down with Draco. Well, she said they're homeschooled. Like, they have tutors, too. Like, some of them have tutors. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's a whole thing. But, um... (laughs) Could you imagine, like, Lucius being, like, one plus one Draco? (laughs) (laughs) Very good Draco. I would, like glimpses uh, yeah um and so i like that again the early mention of Sir- well the motorbike and uh serious dreaming of the motorbike i know Love that. and it made me so the dursleys had such a strong reaction to that again because it was weird but i was also wondering did they ever see serious's motorbike like did they ever meet serious mm-hmm. like were they at the potter's wedding like i just had so many questions i don't think so I, you don't think they were at the wedding, or you don't think they ever saw Sirius in I his don't, bike? Oh, I don't know if they saw Sirius in their bike. I think that's, like, an interesting... Because, again, it's, like, such a strong reaction, and I know they're, like, on edge. They don't like things weird. They know he's magical. But, again, I was just wondering how much have they actually seen of the world? Um, so I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, once again, from the first one we did, I don't think that they've... I don't think they've seen, or at least I don't think Vernon has seen very much of the world. And I think Petunia knows a lot about the world. I think she's researched the world, is a little bit obsessed with the world. I do too. But this was Vernon that really had the Yeah, the motorbike meltdown. (laughs) Um, I love it. This comes up later, and I'm sure we'll talk about it when it comes up. But when Petunia is like in the fifth one, when she's like, no. um, The Dementors. Dementors are real. But. Everyone thinks she's referring to James, but she's not. Mm-mm. He mentions it. Um, 
love that little. Loved, loved it. Loved it. Um, okay, so now I think that's all my notes pre-zoo. What did you want to say about the snake? Um, <laughs> I'm going to be 100% honest. 90% of my notes are about the snake. <laughs> I have a few. I have a few. I first... <laughs> First of all, this, my favorite part about this scene is that even though Harry has experienced some magical things, like we've said, in his life, he fully accepts this snake conversation without any question. It's just, they're talking. They're having a conversation. Okay, well, in the beginning, the snake is just, like, pointing and stuff. But in response to his questions, and actually, the snake starts out by saying, I get that all the time. And that's what makes Harry speak to him. Like, <laughs> no, it gave Harry a look that said quite plainly, I get that all the time. Okay. Okay. But the, it, either way, Harry's like talking to the snake and the snake is responding immediately to what he's saying. And Harry is continuing the conversation. So I had a note on this as well, but I didn't take it quite the same way. I thought it was really normal for Harry to do that because I used to talk to like my stuffed animals and stuff as if they could understand me. (laughs) And I very clearly remember like I probably wasn't that much of a difference between Harry, like probably like 10 years old and like pretending to be on the phone with somebody, but nobody was on the other line. And I was having a full conversation with a fake person on the phone and like letting them respond and answering to them (laughs) like I just I accepted him as like a little 10 year old like naive like oh yeah obviously I can talk to animals okay that's true I guess my main not issue with it or just like makes me laugh about it is that if I was like that too I created stories in my head I talked for my stuffed animals if at any point one of them like twitched I would have been like, my stuffed animal talked back. I'm a witch. Like, I have magical power. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have been so excited about it. Like, he's just I don't know like, if I oh, thought I was a he witch. He pointed to but... the sign. Like, right. therefore. I would just think I could talk to animals. Like, I've talked to, like, my dog, and I'd be, I would think that I could. I used to think I was an animal whisperer. Yeah, I, I used to think, oh, she definitely knows what I'm saying. And when I was really young and we had just gotten our dog, she had, like, a Russian name. Her name was Sasha. And so I thought maybe she actually speaks Russian, not <laughs> thinking, like, oh, someone just named her that and the name was Russian. And I was just like, maybe we should start speaking Russian to her. And she'll understand that because her name is Russian. Uh, I just, you know, I just made up stuff in my head. I love it. Side note, do dogs speak in different languages from different places? Who knows? I have a lot of questions. Tough questions. Maybe not for this podcast. (laughs) Probably won't get to the bottom of it during this podcast. I don't Um, think so. One thing I liked that the movie did um, was that Dudley got locked in the glass. Like, yes. it reappears. I think that is hilarious, and I like that little extra thing in the movie. Um, which, not I don't always like the extra stuff in the movie, but in this case, I definitely thought that was a great add-on. Me too. Um, I want to talk about p- parcel tongue, or... Is that how you say mm-hmm. it? Parcel tongue, yeah. Um, and how... in I love that the first time you see it... One, you don't know what it is. You don't really know until the second book. 
And two, it's so innocent. And I, I like that it's actually, it should be a really cool power, but it has just such a negative connotation. Con- Thanks, Voldemort, for that. Because I don't think it was always an evil thing. No, I love I love the parcel tongue yeah. gift. And it kind of makes me sad that he loses that ability. I think he loses it. He does lose it at the end. And it honest, it makes me more than sad. Like, I get mad about it. Because yeah. I want to use it in fan fiction all the time. Yeah. I think it's such a cool gift. Yeah, I think it's, it's really I also cool hate too. that there will be no more parcel mouths. It's like implied that it like is carried on through genes and the only reason why Harry has it is because of like Voldemort's power. I just because the the gaunts speak it. Right. So I do think it's um genetic, but I don't think it's only that line that speaks parcel tongue. I bet there are others. Okay, I hope so. I think so. Voldemort was the most famous. I hope so cuz I just feel as if Oh, I assumed it was people in the Slytherin line can speak it. Right. Um, who knows? I mean, I, I hope that it didn't, that Voldemort was the last remaining. I mean, I know he's the last remaining heir, but I wonder if there's, like, shoot-offs of that hopefully, line. Hopefully, because I like Parcel Tongue, and I like it being included in the world. Yeah. Even though, like, it's like not it, like we're getting more books. Right. But, like, I like it as an innocent, like, just talking to snakes. Yeah. Hang out um, with some snucks. One quick thing was just when Piers like points it out, and then it says um, Dudley came waddling towards them <laughs> as fast as he could. <laughs> waddling. Oh, Piers! <laughs> That's a disgust, Piers. <laughs> this one, Dudley's best friend, described as very skinny, usually the one holding people, holding hands behind their back while Dudley punches And he them. comes back in the later books, too, actually. Uh, um, they just, like, in mentioning him, like, with the gang, Big D. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Pierce just sucks. <laughs> Pierce sucks so much. I really think that was, like, my main note. What what else did you have? The only other thing, it's about the snake again. The only other thing I have about the snake is that there's this huge theory going around that the snake that is, is released is Nagini. Oh, that was one of my notes, actually. And so I would like to, I meant to look up in the seventh book how Nagini is described and see if it compares with how this snake is described. I mean, she is referred to as a huge snake. Right, but, like, the, I'm talking about, like, the brown scales, like... Do that... they go into that much detail in this? Yeah, it says, uh, Dudley stood with his nose pressed against the glass, staring at the glistening brown coils. Yeah, I kind of think she's described as black, but that could also just be my me remembering the movies. Yeah, I, I honestly have no idea. And I think that's a really good fan theory, and I think it's a good J.K. Rowling theory. Um, I, like, want to believe that it is. In my head, it comes full circle that way. I just want to make sure that it is But it true. also kind of makes me sad, because I would That was think, Harry's friend. And, like, they, like, had a connection, too, but... Uh, but I also think that it's... Once it became a horcrux, it, its personality oh, was altered. Um, I think that... Maybe Voldemort was possessing her in some way, not like taking over her body necessarily, but definitely manipulating the snake because it definitely. Well, it was a horcrux. I think a living. But not always. Not until after. Oh, I I guess. No, every time, all the time that she's with him, I think she's a horcrux. Well, he calls her back when they're in the mansion, the Riddle Mansion, and I think. 
Dumbledore thinks she became a Horcrux after she killed. Um, oh, see, I assumed it was Bryce. What's his name? Um, oh, Frank. Frank Bryce. Um, and so he had her with him before then. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were ta- saying when. Uh, see, I was thinking movies, and I was thinking right. when he killed the the um, whatever Snape. No, the woman. The oh, teacher, yeah. the muggle studies No, teacher. no, I'm thinking back to the fourth one, because he's had her that long at least. Um, yeah. But if they, if she, if this snake actually went to Brazil like it said it was, then I don't see how it would get to Romania, which I'm assuming is where Voldemort found the snake. I also just, in a, in another world, I think the snake, like, off, was already cultivating a relationship with Harry with speaking to him, so I don't know if Voldemort necessarily needed to, like, possess the snake in order to make him kill Frank. True. As much as it was just, they were just friends. True. <laughs> you know? And, like, wanted to kill somebody. Yeah. So I don't know, see, it's the whole movie versus the book thing, because in the movie, the snake is definitely poisonous, and this is a boa constrictor, and I don't think boa constrictors are poisonous, because they, like, suffocate people by with their bodies. Mm-hmm. So but I don't, in the books, having just listened to them, it's not described as, like, right. poison going exactly. into veins. It's more like swallowing. Yeah. I don't know. Which I, is which is a poisonous snake thing, I guess. To, yeah. like, poison and then slowly. Yeah. So sh- I, I don't know. Yeah, so is those your main Those are my notes? main notes. Should we go to our next segment? Yes, please. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, hoggy, hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. Welcome to our OWLs, as we will now be calling our trivia round. Yeah, we discovered that just now, so if you watch the first one, um, things will improve. As the or listen to the first one. List- did, what did I say? <laughs> Watched. <laughs> Potter watch. Did you listen to? Uh, yeah. So this will be our OWL round. Who would like to go first? Alex? Do you want to go first? <laughs> sure, Molly. Um, or would you like me to go first? I can go first. Okay. Um, the So the theme for our quiz round this time was funny fact. So last time was quotes. And this time, we, you have to, like, try to get a funny fact of the Or just, chapter. like, answer the question. Answer the question, yeah. I, I must say, mine's not funny. Oh. It's, like, fun, Oh, I guess. a fun fact. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, mine is both. My funny thing was the pig in the wig. <laughs> that was almost mine for you, so I'm glad I didn't choose it. Yeah. Um, okay. What does Snake say? After it's released. Um, Brazil, here I come. Is that right? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. There's a last bit that is my favorite. What's the dot, dot, dot? Thanks, um, amigo. Thanks, amigo. <laughs> so that animal speaks the language. Thanks. It's, it's just... Thanks, amigo. Amigo. The I don't amig- think they say amigo in the movie. They def- He just says thanks. But the amigo is honestly, what a wonderful line, Jake. <laughs> so funny. So funny. Um, all right, so are you ready for my question? Yes. Okay, can you name all of Harry's early manifestations of magic? No. Do you want to try? <laughs> I'm just telling you. I cannot. Okay. Um, there are, I would say five, but... 
I would take four <laughs> to get it completely right. They're all mentioned in this chapter. I, I okay. know. I I will say naughty. that they are mentioned again in the fourth chapter, The Keeper of the Keys, which in the last podcast I did refer to it as book number five when I meant to say chapter four. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Needed to get that off my chest. <laughs> Confessions. So remember he's like, Referring to them, and, like, a lot of them deal with Petunia. Um, so one of them happens at school. I know. I, look, I, like, know all the setups for them. Like, no amount of hint is going to make me get it. Just tell me. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> okay, so the first one was he, like, jumps onto the building to get away oh, from yeah, Dudley's yeah. gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the next one has to do with um, his scar and his, like, bad hair. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember this one. Uh, Petunia... Cuts his hair. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's a petunia. Yeah. Cuts his hair so short, and he has these little awful yes, bangs. Which I can't even picture. Uh, awful. And then uh, it grows back, and Harry's like, I don't know how it grew back, but he gets in trouble. Right. Okay. And then the next one is probably the hardest one. Um, he has this ugly sweater he has to wear, but it shrinks, and so he can't wear it to school. See, I remember them. I just did. I don't know why my mind blanked. Like, you said the question. I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> and then the last two were from, like, this chapter, Vanishing Glass. Um, he makes the glass vanish, and he talks to the snake. Oh, okay. Well, so, I didn't I mean, count. Okay. I thought you meant early. Well, I was just early. saying. I thought you meant the ones. Okay. So, yes. We. I know about the vanishing glass. I was just trying to to link them the question. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, since yours was long, I'm going to give you my other one. Okay. It's really easy. (laughs) Um, oh, maybe not. Maybe it's not as easy as I thought it was. Okay. What were the three presents Harry mentions that Dudley wanted and gets at the beginning of the chapter? Um, the new computer he Mm -hmm. wanted, um, the racing bike, Mm -hmm. um, I, I know that he mentioned he gets a VCR, but I don't know if that's one of the ones he wanted. Um, and some computer games. A video, a recorder. Yeah. Like a video camera. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That was really good. Got him. That made me think. Um, yeah, so I would say... <laughs> Zero points to Gryffindor. <laughs> and, uh... uh um, whatever, you're t- you get your full 20, 20 points, points. One, one, 10 for each question. Full marks, full marks. Classic Ravenclaw, very scholarly. <laughs> <laughs> A classic, uh, Gryffindor serpent do his homework. Oh, I was, oh, yeah, classic Gryffindor did not do their homework. It's fine. Or I felt like the spirit rod. of the question. <laughs> Um, all right, so next week we will, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, reading rat chapter champion. Here. And we have to rename the chapter. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was a close one. Okay, so do you want to do rename the chapter first or do you want to do the reading rat? And- uh, reading rat, I okay. think. Um, I have a quote to go along with mine, um, so should I do mine first? <laughs> well, yes, Molly, if you have a quote. Um, I'll just say... They call this person a rat, so. Stop. And a moment later, Dudley's best friend, Piers Polkist, walked in with his mother. Piers was a scrawny boy with a face like a rat. He was usually the one who held people's arms behind their backs while Dudley hit them. 
Yeah, so Piers, who looks like a rat, is uh, my reading rat. I knew Piers was your reading rat. Like, in my head, I was like, Molly's is Piers. Because Piers is the worst. My reading he rat really is. is Dudley, but which was my reading rat last time. But I could not deal with Dudley in this chapter. I just think he has no excuse to be as awful as he is. And it makes me upset. Um, I mean, he is the worst, but... He's just also the definition of a brat in this exactly. e- in this episode, in this chapter. He's, like, crying about not getting the presents he wants, and... Ugh. I just like kind of picking the obscure characters. No, I liked it. I liked... Um, for instance, my champion. So I was between two, and I think I will go with the more obvious one. No, my, my champion's obscure. But I was going to go with the woman who gave him the lemon toy. <laughs> <laughs> she is the champion. She's like looking at them like, uh. What do you want? Like she just asks him. So sweet. But I think in reality, I will really give it to the snake. Stop. I'm the snake. <laughs> Amigo. We can both have the snake as our champion. <laughs> I liked your first one better. <laughs> Um, so that was what I would say. Yeah. My snake is, my champion is definitely my amigo. Potentially Nagini, word's still up. So in general, I think I would give a solid 20 points to the zoo in general for the hiring the lemon drop or lemon tart lady and for having the snake there. Yes. I also would give an X, I'd give like a 22 for whoever didn't put the right amount of ice cream on Dudley's Oh, true. So that Harry could then finish his, his scraps. Yes. I like how all they, that day was desserts. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Dudley. All right. So the last thing we have to do is our renaming the chapter. And I will rename this chapter Harry's Day Out. In reference to the great movie, Baby's Day Out, in which they go to the zoo. (laughs) So this is Harry's Day Out. (laughs) So good. So good. Do you have... Look, I'm going to be 100% with our audience. (laughs) I'm going to be 100 right now. And I did not remember in my classic Gryffindor fashion. You know what? I'm giving Gryffindors a bad name. This is just a me thing. I did not come prepared. Hermione would never do this. So I'm going to come up with one right now. What about something with the snake? I know. I'm thinking about it. But the only thing that's coming to my mind is Amigo. Amigo. So I'm thinking um, Harry gets his first Amigo. Nice. It's my chapter name. His first friend. (laughs) Besides the lady who gives him the lemon pop. Love her. I hope she comes back in later books. We'll see. (laughs) Stay tuned for other mentions of Harry going to the zoo. Okay, so thank you for listening to another episode of Potter Watch. Stay tuned for the next one. Our password is um, the name of the hotel that they stay at in Chapter 3. And because the chapters are so short, 
we're doing the next two together. So three and four will be together. So if you're reading ahead, make sure that you read chapters three and four for the next podcast. All of you one people listening. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.